0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to put Put 'em on the Glass podcast. I'm your host, James Chapman, the Ghost Killer, and today's show is brought to you by Kaizen Glass Solutions. If you want to learn something, go to Kaizen Glass Solutions. They offer all kinds of training for all kinds of glassware. Remember, that's Kaizen Glass Solutions.com. Kaizen with a Z. Kaizen Glass uh, Today's show should be a good one. uh it's just me and one of my friends just going back and forth, man. And uh, you guys will love it, I hope, and uh, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day, because it is Monday, or whatever day this is is released. (laughs) Okay, good morning, everybody. Today, I have a very, very special guest, a good friend of mine, Cody Allen. Go ahead, Cody, tell a little bit about yourself.
1: Good morning. Um, yeah, my name is Cody Allen, and uh, represent the state of Texas for Dupont uh, urethane adhesives. And um, you know, been in the industry. This is uh, going on 23 years. So, uh, started uh, started from the bottom up, and kind of worked my way up to where I am now.
0: Uh, I mean, i I looked up to you after you and I met at the Pilkington the Equalizer truck. Um, I was going through, as everybody who's listening to the show knows. I was going through a little developmentally stagnant part of my career was looking to do other things, project managing, estimating, getting into a whole nother career field, looking at HVAC, looking at these different skilled trades. And on a whim, there was a demonstration of a windshield by a, which I didn't know existed at the time, a technician, Olympic champion, world champion, which just happened to be Cody Allen. And he was doing a demonstration for the equalizer ambulance. And, uh, you and I got to talking and I'm sure you don't remember that because there was quite a few people there. Um, but you and I sat, you tried to fix my D cups and we sat on the back of your ambulance and you were telling me about the technician Olympics and all kinds of stuff. And you were just like, well, I think, I think you would, uh, enjoy doing something like that. And why, I mean, you didn't know me from Adam. Why would you even bring that up to somebody?
1: Yeah. I mean something like that. I I talk to everybody. You know, that's one thing that with our industry that a lot of people don't like to do is network or, you know, talk to other technicians, you know. You never stop learning. You learn something new every day. Um, you know, whether it's a tip or just talking to somebody or whatever it is. So, um, you know, it's something that I want to see the industry change. I've always been passionate about it. You know, I I was lucky enough to start off, um, you know, I started off real young doing doing glass and stuff and we can get into that as far as how I got into it, but um, you know, just just wanting to see people come out to these things and, and uh, network with everybody, get to know all the vendors, um, you know, see, see the competition and, and want to do better. You know, not that everybody does it wrong, but there's always room for improvement and, in uh, everybody's work ethic and everybody's, you know, way easier ways to do it and so forth. So, um, you know, the more I can encourage people and, and uh, you know, I can change somebody, a day, you know, somebody every day and give them some information or help them out or, or, or learn something. You know, that's what I look to do.
0: I like what you said there. You said not that you're doing it wrong, but you can learn a different way to do it. That in our industry, you and I both know is what we consider the correct way to do it, even though there's many ways to get there. I like that outlook of not that you're doing it wrong, but don't get stuck and get your feelings hurt when someone's trying to criticize and give you pointers of making yourself better. Because like I've always thought if you've accomplished and you think you know everything, you've done everything, there's going to be something that comes out and just bites you in the butt. And I really like what you said there. That's, that's awesome. So let's go and take your – give me the story of Cody Allen, introduction and progression in Auto glass.
1: Oh, um, gosh. That started – how I got into it, I was really young, and I'm grateful for the company I worked for. Um, you know, I started off at a, a shop called Justin Brothers Automotive. Um, they've been around since 71, I think. Uh, they're in Huntington Beach, California, and it was just there as a Saturday kid, you know, working, doing car wash, picking up trash, um, you know, kind of just starting from the ground up, doing something out of, you know, in high school, really, after school and doing that kind of stuff. And so um, one thing I'll never forget about his training program is he would, uh, he would let you take whatever you wanted. So if you wanted to learn something, he said, hey, look, you pay for it, you go do it, so that way you're invested. But then you bring me the certificate back, and I'll double your money of whatever it costs. And so, you know, at that point I got, um, I was – Icar, car, ASC, you know, trying to go through everything. And back when the NGA taught their class, they were hosting it at their facility. And so I uh, went through the NGA course with Gilbert and learned to do glass from there and just kind of progressed from there. So I started at a body shop doing R&Is and just the stuff there. And then uh, got picked up by another great company that uh, was OC Glasscraft out of Tustin, California, and I uh, was affiliated with them. And uh, we actually had two other shops that I helped, but, uh, Grew the companies, you know, had a bunch of technicians working working for me and uh, did that for about 10 years and uh, started doing the AGSC, um, Autoglass Week, um, SEMA, you know, getting out to to learn more info and, uh, you know, was involved with that. And people started seeing me and started talking to people and um, ended up getting picked up by Equalizer and uh, moved out to Texas. And so that's how I ended up in Texas was working for equalizer doing their academy as well as going out and doing demos. And that's where we met, um, you know, doing these, these uh, customer appreciation events and trade shows and that kind of stuff. And uh, from there, my old rep, Jaime Mendoza, who's been a mentor for a long time, he, he uh, reached out and said, Hey, you know, the, the Texas rep for DuPont is uh, retiring. And so we're looking for somebody and you've always, you know, held yourself to a high standard and uh, been a, been a good teacher and educator and know how to talk to people and, the big thing is, you know, every step of the job. I was a CSR, I was a shop manager, I was a technician, and you know how to, you know, can relate to people with that. And so um, that's how I ended up getting picked up with uh, DuPont. And now I'm going out and trying to make a difference every day of uh, just educating people and, and letting them know what's available out there and that, you know, training is important.
0: Um, What I'm hearing from a lot of guys in California and even Texas and Arizona and different places is that Jaime Mendoza is like, he has played such a huge role in a lot of technicians' development, like a lot of technicians' development. Like, everybody I've had on from that West Coast has mentioned him as a mentor. And yeah. I don't want to brush over that, man. Like, so did he just, was he your rep prior to you moving to Texas? Did he just hear <laughs> he, about you via Auto he, Glass he, week?
1: He was, he was my rep uh, even even before I knew him from back before. He was even do, doing DuPont stuff. He was working for Migrant. Um, but, yeah, he was my, my rep there. And he, and he just, he, you know, he's passionate about the industry too and, and sees something in people that, you know, want to do it and want to do it right and, um, you know, likes to build those relationships like we all do. There's a bunch of us out there doing this. And, uh, you know, we all want those relationships with our, our customers and with people in the industry. And so he's one that has always, you know, Recognized talent and, uh, just been involved with people, but also, you know, he's done the job as well. And so anybody like this, you know, in these roles that, you know, we're, we're doing these because we care about the industry and we want to, want to make a difference and want to see a change. And, and, you know, if we can help make that happen, um, no matter how big or how small, that's, that's what we like to do.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed with his and yours, obviously, but his dedication to this industry because he sent people to to the schooling and everything. Like, he sent Raul to the Equalizer Academy. I believe he helped uh, Alfredo. He helped you. He's helped a lot of medalists when it comes to, yeah. like, Autoglass Week and the Autoglass Safety Council. And he's helped so many people that he brought that passion and passed it on to you. And people who have met him may not have grabbed onto the passion like you did.
1: So. Right. Well, that's one thing. One thing with us as reps and, you know, a lot of reps out there is, you know, we, we do this because we want to, and we, you know, we, we, we want to, to, you know, invest in people and that's something that, that we all do. You know, even if you're, you're not um, using our product or whatever, we still want to have those conversations and talk and, you know, I've, I've, we've been friends forever and, you know, whether, you know, we can go back through all the years of, of people that have won and, and, you know, everybody's used different products and everything. Um, you know, that's, that's a choice, but if we can build that relationship and, and, have something where, you know, we, we just want to be involved and then one day, uh, you know, you never know what happens. So
0: where does that drive come for Cody Allen? Where did that begin? Um it didn't begin because of Jaime Mendoza. It didn't begin because of I mean all your training and everything kinda instilled that
1: uh
0: I guess accountability is what you wanna say. Where did that where did that start for Cody Allen?
1: That that started, you know. Like I said, the shop I started at was a a, a nice facility, and they've they've grown it. And, and that was his thing: is he he always wanted people to be their best and do their best. And you know, anything we wanted to do, it's investing in yourself. You know, this is this isn't just a, a job we do; it's a a trade, yeah. it's a skill, it's um, you know, a craft. Basically, you're a craftsman in what you're doing, and so it's not just putting a window in. And um, I was lucky; I I started off knowing the correct way to do it you know i wasn't trained by a guy who was trained by a guy you know in the industry like a lot of this happens and people don't know they're doing it wrong uh-huh. um i you know i started off with the nga and getting getting certified right away and so um it was kind of eye-opening to me after getting out of you know running running my businesses that i was involved with um and, and having all my technicians you know want to do it the right way and, and do it and um you know the, the safety part of it for customers is what my passion is. People don't know it's it's not just to keep the rain out and the bug out. They don't know it's part of the airbag system. They don't know it's part of the roof structure. Um, you know they don't know how much the adhesive plays in it. Um, and so you know knowing that and then going out in the world and seeing everybody doing it wrong, not not wrong, but everybody doing it differently or you know taking these shortcuts that we all see and know. Um, that's really what what kind of drove me to to want to be involved with a lot of the stuff and and tell people. Because the knowledge is out there, and myself and all these, you know, reps and and people like you, we're trying to get the knowledge out there, and and everything, whether it's windshield repairs or you know adhesives or that kind of stuff, most of the stuff is free to everybody. It's just reaching out to your local rep, reaching out to somebody, and wanting that education and taking the time to take pride in your work and want to do it correctly.
0: I I like what you said there because I've actually had some conversations with people about. Well, I might not have, I want to do it correctly and I want to get the training, but I don't actually have that affordability of it. And to be completely honest with you, you're not going to get the same level as if you go to a class. But if you at least reach out to your rep, whatever your day manufacturer you're using and you get their training, which almost I don't know any of the rep or manufacturers that charge for their training, you get their training, you and you follow their training you are going to receive a competent training program to put you on the path to do safe installations for your customers. And it's free is the right. best part. And knowledge is power. You start with that free and then it sparks that little something like, OK, I want to be better now. How can I arrange to get to these schools or to a mentor or to somebody where I can actually learn the intricacies of the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards, the AGSC, the the reasoning of why we do it correctly and why you took that time. So I like that you pointed out that it is free if you get a hold of your yeah. urethane manufacturer.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things you kind of touched on is, is not only that, but you notice everything is involved with the same, uh, it's safe installation techniques. It's, you know, fixed glass training or fixed glass installation. You know, it doesn't really matter. Obviously, you you, got to be safe and not damage the vehicle removing it, but you can remove it with any tool or method you want to, Um, whether it's stringer wire or cold knives, you know, a butter knife, whatever you want to use, it doesn't matter. But after that part of of going back into the installation and installing it so it meets those safety standards and it's done, so the structural integrity is there and your customer is going to be safe and their family is going to be safe, Um, you know, because unfortunately we don't hear enough about, the collisions after the fact of, you know, something happened and it was the fault of the windshield installation.
0: Yeah. Once you get it out, you get the cow panel off and you get it out. And the mechanical part of the job is kind of secured at that point, if you want to say, because you do have to reassemble it and everything. Then your knowledge of what you can and can't do with that surfaces, with both surfaces is where, All of this investing in yourself makes the customer safe. Um, Yes, the setting matters. Yes, the reassembly matters. But the removal of everything is like you said, you can do it with anything. Just get it out and do the minimal amount of damage with whatever level of tools you have. But then you have to understand where to go from there. What is correct? What is shortcutting and why shortcutting is such a big deal. I think, and I don't know about you, Cody, but I think shortcutting is brushed off. Well, I got it done in twenty minutes, and I did somewhat of what it was supposed to be done. I don't think there's enough emphasis put on the dangers of shortcutting. That right there is yeah, one and, thing I would like to see closed up a little bit.
1: And, and shortcutting doesn't doesn't really save you any time. You know, you can <laughs> you can and, and we, you know we've been in the competitions. We've seen you know what's recommended as far as the correct way to do it and it 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 doesn't save you the extra time you know you you can get it out faster with a cold knife than a a wire tool well yeah but if i use a wire tool or a cord tool and get it out and then i use my vtb scrapers or my my wing scrapers and and don't do any damage to the body well then i'm saving time by not having to prime and wait the flash times and then go back and prime again and wait the flash times again so i've cut you know you're not really shortcutting anything by skipping steps it it just it, it it it's a it makes you think you are, but as long as you're efficient in what you do and you're organized, you, you can do it just as fast as somebody's shortcutting and do it the correct way and get a safe in- windshield installation and do it according to the standard.
0: Absolutely. What would your definition or explanation to someone who's getting into this industry efficiency? I've went over it a few times. I'm sure everybody understands my standing. What is an efficient movement for you way of doing the job for you look like? I guess I'll I'll give an example. Like For me and what Bob was talking about, you're thinking about the job going to the next job. You have your tools organized. You know what step has to come next, which is where you're investing in yourself and your knowledge is to where you don't have to stand there and guess. And your van's not all disorganized, but efficiency, if you can sure up those little minutes where you're standing there thinking about what to do rather than just doing, it kind of speeds the job up as well as far as just you know getting in there and doing a bunch of damage and skipping primer steps whereas if you could just sure up your efficiency and your movements the jobs are not i mean we all know that we have what is it an hour and 10 or an hour and 20 minutes for the installation of the At the competition? They adjust
1: it for the competition. Yeah, it's an hour, hour and a day. It just depends on the year. They sometimes give more, sometimes give less. But, I mean, really, efficiency, and and I went through, you know, the the shop that I started at did trainings for this because they wanted everybody to be efficient. They wanted, you know, that's how everybody makes money is is doing it in the shortest amount of time possible, but doing it safely and correctly. And so, you know, you can cut a lot of time off of your jobs by just not taking as many physical steps, you know, having your tools closer to you, not having to walk back and forth around the car a bunch of times from the driver's side to passenger side, you know, do everything you need to on one side of the car before you walk around to the other side of the car. Um, so, you know, not even, you know, cars are doing a windshield is, is similar on everything. I was had the luxury of working on a lot of high-end cars, you know, they're put together, you know, a Bentley or a Maserati or a DeLorean or whatever it is, is, you know, the windshield's in the same way. It's just the, the trim removal and clips or screws or whatever it is. So, you know, doing, having your tools where you know where they are and you're not taking 10 minutes to look for, you know, a, a tamper proof Torx or, you know, a certain thing that you need for that job is, is what makes you faster and not have to take the shortcuts.
0: Perfect. That's, that's what I was getting at. And I, uh, sometimes with my questioning, I kind of open end them too much. And I need to give that example. And I like how you invested in training your employees, the the importance of efficiency and I think a lot of shop owners will benefit from that statement alone, Cody, of this is beneficial to you if you teach efficiency and movement and if you yeah. send them to a class and they can be taught the same efficiency of movement or have our urethane manufacturer come in and teach them the importance of efficiency of a movement. So I think that. Well, that's, and that's
1: yeah. not only the organization, but the safety part of it, even, you know, with adhesives and so forth of, of you know, doing it according to the flash times, you know, making sure you wait your flash times. But also getting trained isn't a one-time thing. You want to get trained, especially in urethane adhesives, because they're constantly changing. Yes. We're updating products all the time. Um, but, you know, people, you know, are, are could still be wasting time shaking primers, you know, doing stuff where they don't need to do anymore. So we say at least every two years, reach out to your urethane rep and, and get recertified or a refresher course and, you know, see what's changing the industry with new products out different uh, applications, you know, different flash times, whatever may have been updated, and making sure you're on top of that kind of stuff. And, and having your process in order of, okay, I need to, you know, prime the glass and prime the body and, and do it in these orders so you're not wasting time standing there waiting for waiting for primer to dry, basically. You know, your primer could be drying while you're trimming down your urethane or, you know, back and forth, you know, whatever that may be.
0: Absolutely. And that kind of segues into the next thing I was going to uh, touch on is you get these refresher courses because if you're part of the Autoglass Safety Council or you're not part of it, but you you get trained as a certified technician, but you're not part of the Autoglass Safety Council, you're EGRIS certified, you have to test every three years. So if okay. you hit every two years with your urethane manufacturer, you stay up on the processes, you stay up on your uh, the new vehicles coming out, you stay up on all the training you have to do, it doesn't stop. You know, it isn't a one-time thing. And I feel if you're going to test for the technician or master technician test, before you do that, you need to brush up with your adhesive manufacturer because if there's something that changed, more than likely, because they have people researching this stuff, they're going to know about it, more than likely.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, the, the, us as reps, we're out here in the field every day talking to customers, seeing vehicles, um, you know, doing these classes. Uh, or certifications and that's something where you know you could do it every year the more you do it the more knowledge you'll gain because you're not going to learn everything the first time you'll grasp a lot of information but you can also get information overload where you just block out that step or that you know that instance of what you need to do on this type of glass whether it's you know certain fritz or no fritz or whatever substrate you're going onto. you know you could block out that information because it's not important at that time but it's something you need later on so You know, it doesn't hurt to go through them, you know, as as often as you want to. Or if they're hosting a class in your area, you know, go out even if you've just been certified and and go through it again and and get some more knowledge.
0: And that's something I've kind of like not really slacked off on, but haven't kept up on as much is do a lot of the uh, distributors offer kind of like what you met me at? Do they offer those things still where they can come out and see an installation talk to a Urethane rep, get some sort of training, see the new tools. Do Is there a lot of the distributors that are still doing that? Because you, I met you at Pilkington.
1: Yeah, uh, COVID obviously took a toll on, on all that and shut it all down. Um, and so they are starting to come back. You're starting to see them pop up now. Um, the last couple of years, there hasn't been a lot of them. But I know, um, you know, migrants doing quite a few, PGW is doing quite a few. Um, so they're coming back into play, the customer appreciation events, you know, where they're bringing in, all the distributors. But not only that, a lot of times we'll go out and just host one of our classes where it's um, our class at a distributor's facility and anybody that wants to come in can join and, um, you know, do that. And it's not all because when all the vendors are there, it's, you know, you're not going to pull everybody, you know, away for a class and have all the distributors or the the manufacturers still be in there type thing. So, but they they are starting to do them again.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I mean, that is good to know because I do think that COVID kind of we're coming out of the COVID era. And I think that COVID kind of put that, you know, struggle for learning in hands-on. I'm a huge believer in hands-on, huge. Yep. And I can read a text, I can comprehend the text. I'm better visually, like I can watch a video and comprehend it and understand the intricacies a little better with a video. But I do a lot better when someone's there showing me and when i hit a spot where i'm like whoa whoa whoa, i got a question they can come over and show me or while i'm doing the demonstration i can be like hey do you guys have any questions that you want to ask because i'm at this point and this is kind of crucial like when i'm doing my instruction or whatever if i'm being an instructor at that point so i do think the hands-on is very important it's it's super important to get involved with the hands-on stuff in my opinion (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's back to your question originally of, you know, why why I would even mention Autoglass Week to you when we met and that and so forth, is is going out there and, and, one, talking to all the manufacturers that are there. You get to to learn the new tools and all that, but also the competition part of it and the educational part of it. You know, Autoglass Week isn't just a, a trade show. Um, it's an educational week where they are doing seminars and having guests, guest speakers and instructors where you can ask your questions to those people and get to know everybody, um, you know, all all, all the competitors. You know, we're all there. We're all friends, whether, you know, going back through Jeff Olive, Joe Estrada, myself, Jason Martin, uh, Hoffa, you, Mackenzie. You know, we've all became friends over the years, but it's just somewhere where it's an open environment. We all, you know, shoot, we've traded tools and stuff for the competition and, and, you know, let people borrow stuff. And everybody wants to see everybody do their best and, and be successful at it.
0: Yeah. And in 19, I came and my Raptor broke. Uh, the day before I was doing a windshield, the day before I came down over to Indiana in 19, and my little – that little string part that used you, that you put the string in for the Raptor, it actually broke. Oh, a little eyelet? Yeah, yeah, and then you actually let me use your, your actual – from the equalizer booth, you let me use your actual Raptor for my competition. I just had to give it back, and they took yeah. mine back and fixed it and shipped it back to me. But that was something that was, like, impressive to me. And then McKenzie this year, um, watching me and – kind of like giving me hey you did this you did this right you did this right you kind of you know he kind of gave me that smooth feeling when I came off the floor when I was talking to him and him and his wife was a huge support for me this year they really were because they were watching all my events they were watching and then it was nice to have somebody bounce like well did I miss anything who's been in my situation you know if I asked somebody else hey did I miss anything they'd be like no dude you nailed it and McKenzie was like well let me let me think back through your run he's like "Ah, I think he I think you did good he's like you might have wanted to make sure that your uh, you know your, your decking was right and then we went out afterwards and we checked it and it was <laughs> so, you know like we gathered my gauge again and made sure that my deck height was right and everything but like he yeah, well, it was go ahead no you go ahead man
1: well, I was gonna say those little little things or the support you know even when I, when I uh, competed against Alfredo the first year and uh, you know we were, we were off by a half a point in the finals. Um, you know, it's the the little things that people don't know, but we, we even, when, when you're competing with somebody, um, or, you know, bounce ideas off each other, but, uh, it was, uh, removal, removal and installation of a backlash that we were doing in the finals. And I, I've done so many for body shops and everything else. I, uh, you know, put my tape marks on and everything before I even cut it out. So I knew exactly where it was. So in my theory, it's dry set, it's already in the hole, but I didn't take it out and then physically put it back in. And so I missed the dry set of it. And that's what cost me, you know, the first year going in and, uh, (laughs) 16, I think it was. So, Um, but went back the next year and did it again. And then, uh, you know, was involved with some of the winter repair stuff the next year. And that's when, uh, Suzanne went, went out and won the repairs in 18. So it's just something where you can bounce ideas off and everybody, you know, wants to, 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 uh, you know, help and give insight and do it again to, to see everybody do the best.
0: Everybody wants to better each other, especially if you're competing against somebody, If I'm going to beat you, I don't want to beat you on a technicality. I want to beat you when you're at your best, you're pumped up, you're ready to go. Everything is just there, you know? And that's where if I'm going to have – that's why I want to make you better. You want to make me better so we have the best showing possible because it is entertainment for everybody who is in this industry who's standing around watching. It's entertainment for them because they're standing back and going like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Or, Oh, yeah, I would have done that. Oh, look at that. That's a good trick. Why is he doing that? Oh, that's why he's doing it. It's an entertainment factor for them as well. But back to what you were saying about Auto Glass Week with the classes and everything, the AGSC offers classes for repair and replacement that you can get. You get a free certification test when you're done. You get it emailed to you, and you can go take the certification, become a technician certified if you take the class. And it's free. So, right. I mean, my wife did it, and my wife got certified. She sat through the classes, and she got certified in repair and replacement. She's a nurse she's an LPN she's never going to do that, but I was teaching and not teaching I was giving seminars at the same time and she's like, i'm not just going to stand there and she trust me she's heard me talk for 20 fucking years now she don't want to hear me anymore <laughs> so like she went and sat through some of the other classes and seminars that were given so I think Auto Glass Week is a huge benefit to our industry and if I it, it pulled me out of the depths of changing changing trades to where now I'm. No, yeah. Talking to Cody Allen on a podcast.
1: <laughs> Definitely no, and that's something where you know, not you know, we talk about the, the competition and stuff a lot. You know, just in general, because that's where a lot of us have all became friends. But even I tell people, you know, when you're a will call, when you're picking up glass, talk to talk to your competitors. You know, I my my service area was an Alfredo service area, and so we were competitors. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was 20 miles from my shop, um, but there was never a time, you know. I, I say it's to nobody because you never know what you're going to need, whether you're going to need help setting a big window, whether you're urethane, urethane gun breaks and, uh, you know, you're stuck at a job and you call somebody and, hey, can you swing by so I can finish this install and, you know, I'll owe you later type thing. Um, but, you know, don't be afraid. You know, no, nobody's going to if if you're if you're, uh, you know, doing your best of what you're doing, they're not going to take your customers. You're still going to have the work there. You're still going to do it. So there's no reason not to, to help make your competition better and it helps everybody in the industry and maybe you're going to go out and redo a job they did in the past and you don't want to have to deal with the rusted corroded pinch weld that you have to you know go through and grind out yeah
0: well i mean and there's enough food for everybody to eat i mean if like you said if you're doing the job correctly they're not taking your customers it's just not happening so cody mm-hmm. i'm going to ask you your view on the importance of the Autoglass Safety Council, because this is kind of like, you know, and what you feel, because I would like to see more people get involved, more people join the committees, more people just up in arms to try to make everybody better. And I think that the AGSC is the right path. So what, what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, the ADSC is a, a, a great program, and that's something that it's, you know, kind of taking the, the lead role in our industry um, of doing that. And, and I'd like to see more people get involved and, and have reasons to. Um, obviously, you know, DuPont as a company is involved on the boards um, and so forth. But, you know, every shop can be involved or every technician can be involved. You can sit in on the meetings um, and, and, you know, there's a benefit of the education and the support that they offer. Um, to the industry as far as, you know, the latest trends and, and uh, information for your customers and safety aspects. But um, I, I like to see, um, whether it's the siege Town of Solar or somewhere, I, I like to see it where there has to be some sort of requirement um, within the industry, you know, so we can help self-govern ourselves basically and, and hold the industry to a higher standard of you have to be certified by a urethane manufacturer or you have to be part of the EGSC to to be able to buy product, to be able to do it. Um, you know, cause there's so many other industries that are regulated like that, but we haven't been able to pull that together. And so I'd, I'd like to see that happen sometime in the future.
0: I think that would be a great step is you have to provide some sort of credentialing to either buy parts or to either obtain materials, uh, outside of glass for whatever. Um, but I'm not sure how you would restrict that because if you start restricting it too much, then people are using inferior products and more people are at risk of the wrong procedures. Um, I would like to see some sort of, uh, restrictions and licensing and some sort of accountability. And I do like your idea of you have to prove some sort of licensing or manufacture your urethane manufacturer, you've trained, you've been trained by them, you understand your driveway times, no matter what product you're using in order to buy glass um i think the insurance companies have tried i'm not an owner you might be able to be more versed on this cody um to where you have to give your certification numbers to insurance companies to get certain work or does that give you preferential treatment or do you not have to have it at all
1: um some of them and I don't remember it's been quite a few years but I know some of the TPA networks would require you in order to get on a network to be a a, a network shop you'd have to submit your adhesive certificate that you've been trained by an adhesive company because they want to make sure you're using a, a ISO 9001 certified product in their installations cuz obviously they're they're uh, responsible for the companies that are used and referred to it to make sure that it's you know a safe installations being done so um, I know some of them do. I don't think all of them do, but some of them uh, do require a certificate to be on file.
0: Okay. So, I mean, you got Maryland, uh, you got South Carolina. I'm assuming there's some other ones out there that are trying to pass Excuse me, legislation for some sort of uh, regulations. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's the right way to go, but it's the only way we can kind of go. I mean, because there's just not enough voluntary... Involvement in the Auto Glass Safety Council for them to hire enough people to audit enough shops for them to hold these shops accountable that their their technicians are trained that they're licensed that they're ready to go. What would be the ideal outlook for you, like as an outside uh, person looking in at an industry, because you are a urethane representative, but you care about the actual installation
1: yeah i mean, I, I don't i don't know i don't know the right answer to that as far as you know yeah. how, how it can be done because it's not you know even we, we do offer six different products and it's not saying that that you know it's you're you have to use this one versus this one it doesn't matter there's there's a lot of products out there but use the correct product for the job and use it correctly mm-hmm. um, you know vehicles that take high modulus non-conductive make sure you use that in those vehicles that it is you know it make make sure you're doing it the way the vehicle was manufactured because the safety aspect of the during crash test and everything. Unfortunately, it's not until it's too late that it matters.
0: How many shops out there do you see using a paper trail of their urethane? I mean, I don't know. I know we do. um, And that's something that auto glass safety council, you know, strives for is the record keeping of your lot numbers, your dot numbers, like do you see more shops complying with that, or not so many?
1: I, I don't know the answer to that because obviously okay. I'm not involved yeah, with, gotcha. with all those shops and yeah. doing it. But but do the majority of people track that information? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's important, you know, to uh, for many reasons. Obviously, in the event of a lawsuit or something down the road, you can prove what you used and did it correctly, and you were certified by the company doing it. Um, but but also, you know, anytime that you think there may be something going on with a product or if there's a recall ever issued for a product or whatever, that's the only way you're going to know and have that information is by tracking those lot numbers.
0: Yeah. I, I do think that more people need to get involved with the AGSC um, and as well as you feel that way as too, but some sort of accountability. Um, I'm not sure what that structure looks like either. And that's why I'm trying to have as many conversations about this as I can is I I'm what I'm learning with all these conversations is that everybody I talk to wants the same dream. They want to accomplish the same goal. None of us really understand how to get there. So I'm hoping that one day the minds can come together and we can all have this higher accountability presented to us to where we're all like, yes, that works. I know you'll never 100% please a hundred percent of the people, but a majority of us are like, Yes, this works. Let's get rid of the people that just are in it thinking it's a job and not a profession.
1: Yeah. And it's gonna it's gonna be something that has to come down to some sort of, of way to be able to buy the stuff. You know, obviously there's always gonna be a black market, somebody's gonna sell it on eBay or whatever else, but if we can get the majority of it where, you know, say say the glass distributors get involved and, and we're not gonna sell product unless you're part of the AGSC. And in order, you know, the agency requires you to have a urethane certificate on file. And so it would be kind of a domino effect of, of, you know, at least having it where people have the knowledge and can't just go open an account or pay cash for urethane and glass and then go out and put in somebody's car, not knowing the repercussions of the safety part of it later on down the line. So it's going to be a group effort of everybody being on the same page, whether it's all the glass distributors getting together and saying, okay, this is what we're going to do from now on and everybody agreeing to something. Um, but it's going to have to be something where there's, there's a restriction on being able to buy it. Um, I think is what what it would come down to eventually, or, you know, some sort of not permit, but, um, certificate so forth in order to get involved, um, with it. And, uh, you know, it's not gonna, it's not going to take anybody out of work. We're not saying you you can't do it. We're just saying you should be certified or, you know, at least have the knowledge behind it to do it, do it safely.
0: And, it's not taking you out of work because like Cody just said, you just need to have the training because these systems are so important. You need to understand why it's important. And if you're restricted to buying glass, unless you know these things or at least you've been shown these things, you've been shown the light, whether you take to using that information or not, you know, is debatable with some people will or not, but you have been shown these so if anybody listening is part of a distributor that would like to come on and discuss that, I can get a few people on here at once. We can discuss the ways to go about that. Um, or if you want to, distributors want to reach out to the Autoglass Safety Council and then maybe spark up a conversation there, that might be something worthwhile as well. You don't have to go through this show. You can go through Gary Hart's show. You can go through drift chris and and other shows you can do it on your own however you want to do it but i do think you're onto something there cody i mean it i never even thought about that until you brought it up like i never well yeah because if you can't get the products like you said there will be a black market but if you're a professional and you want to put professional work out there and you want to charge for this profession you should be held accountable with the parts you purchase the glass you purchase
1: that's, that's well and the, le- the legislation thing will, will it works obviously and it, it does but it, it's it's that uh, you have to do that over and over and over again in every state and that's still not saying you can't buy the parts and do it you can still do it you can just get in trouble for it from my understanding i don't know that that much about it yeah. um but it, it's it's one of those where you know if why can't we self-regulate the industry and have it where you know this is the requirements in order to, to do the stuff and and uh and make it where it's not state by state and not getting legislation involved and not doing all that, where we just better the industry within itself.
0: Well, and also I heard a quote one time is nothing's ever been better with government regulations. I don't know if that's true or not, but when the government gets involved, there is more that, is, that goes into it than just regulating our industry. Um, there's a lot more money and lobbyists and things that have to come about for the policing of it. There has to be more, you know, uh, I guess, committees for these regula- regulations to be enforced. Um, there has to be new departments made in different structures. And I don't know that, you know, government regulation is the answer. It might be. Um, but I do like your self-regulation outlook. Because even if we're self-regulating, if legislation does come down, you're already on the right track. You know, right. uh, I, I guess, you know, that's that's the quote I heard, whether or not I believe that or not or, you know, stand behind that. But I do know that that is a quote I heard that was kind of like, Yeah, OK, maybe maybe not so much. But I like the self-regulation thing. You know, we need to hold ourselves accountable as a. Tradesmen, tradesmanhood or you know just as an industry as an industry in general we need to do that i think that's long overdue
1: yeah and a, a lot of it is not only educating the installers and the customers or, uh, sorry the installers and shop owners and so forth that we need to do with the safety council and azurethane reps and so forth but it's also getting the information out to the end users or, or not the end users but the actual customers mm-hmm. that are paying for this service you know ma- making them aware of you know, the, the the aspects that go into a safe windshield installation and the correct product usage and those kind of things, because people don't know that thing and uh, about that. They don't ask. Um, they just, they're just calling because they're in a bind because their window's broken and they, they need the job done.
0: And they don't know enough about it and they trust you. You're the professional. That's why right. they're paying you, is because you supposedly know what you're doing. They're trusting you. And I think you're right. I think it needs to reach more than our industry. It re- needs to reach out to the customer, kind of like, how Safe flight's going about, uh, which love them or hate them, man, they've got a huge platform. Um, and so they're bringing the ADAS into where customers are now asking about whether it needs calibrated or not because yeah. it's like, right. oh, you're sensitive safety systems, and we use top of the line products. And you know, if Safe flight can do it, you can do it. And even if you don't have that big platform, when the customer calls you, it'd be like, we do everything, we meet and exceed everything that is put in front of us because we've taken the time to be educated. Um, I, I agree that that, that, uh, that definitely needs to be something else. It needs to be to the customer, the end user. They need to understand that paying some guy that doesn't understand these crucial parts of your installation is not the way to go. You need to be able to ask questions to that guy, and he needs to be able to answer them truthfully to you. And you need to have the resources to look up whether he's lying to you or not.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, like you said, they play, obviously there's there's a lot of bad blood that people don't don't like them for, for being who they are. But they are the only ones because they have the financial means to, to put these commercials out there, to put the information out there, not just on a local channel, but on a national basis where they're putting it out there for customers to be aware of it. Um, And that's something, you know, we need to get even letting insurance agents know, you know, and and the insurance agents that are referring shops and so forth where people, you know, look at it more than than just something to keep the rain out.
0: You know, something that uh, used to be a thing and I've not heard of it in a long time, especially since the TPAs, but the insurance networks used to give their uh, agents CCEs, continue education credits for taking a. Class put on by a glass company. I've done many of them with us around here where you install a windshield, you explain the, the intricate parts about it and everything. And I don't know if maybe that's something that needs to come back. So, because if the agents are informed, when that customer calls them, you know, even if they don't call a TPA, if they have that personal relationship with their agent, they can kind of be like, okay, this is what I know about it. And this is what you should look for. And these are the questions you should ask. I don't. I don't know if those need to come back, but I tell you what; those were fun events. Have you ever done any of those?
1: Yeah, continuing education classes. Yeah, that's <laughs> something that that we even at DuPont we offer. Um, but it's something that is is getting it in front of the agents to know that it's a class, and that takes you know the glass shops to have that relationship with the insurance agents and so forth to to get those kind of going. And uh, but continuing is still a thing. It's required um, as far as I, I believe. It's required by the agents to do so many credits a year. They have to take so many continuing educations to keep their insurance license, basically. So I've had, I had looked into doing that for a while, so I know a little bit about it. But um, but yeah, they're required to do so many a year um, to keep up with the stuff.
0: Okay, so maybe guys, that's something you could uh, set up as far as to market or sell your business. Like you're not marketing directly to the agent, but what you're doing is you're letting them know. I can offer. I'm part of the AGSC. I'm part of this this accreditation. I have all my urethane credentialing. I can offer you a few hour class. We can do a demonstration. We can talk about the importance of things to where they're informed. They get something out of it. You get something out of it. Might have to invest in catering it to them or whatever. But everybody gets something out of it. They're more. They're better informed. They can inform the customer because they have a relationship with the customer or they have knowledge that at the baseball game later that night, they're talking to their buddy like, Hey man, did you know that the windshield was a structural integrity part of the vehicle and why you should look for a qualified shop to replace your glass? You know, I mean, they have friends too, that they can talk to these things about because sometimes people take work home with them and to these events and different things. I um, might be, that might be something for people to look into. Just start offering what? it to your insurance agents. Hey, we can, we have our credentialing. If you can preview, pre- prove your credentialing, they'll let you do these classes, I bet. I bet there doesn't have to be a certain company that does them.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't even think, I mean, that, that's obviously a great thing that, that can do, but even just, you know, talking to people, talking to people in general, you know, people say, oh, what do you do for work? Oh, I, I install Autoglass, mm-hmm. you know, elaborate on it. I do Autoglass, and, you know, what a lot of people don't know is it's part of the, you know, safety system of the vehicle, and get into a little bit about it, because people don't know, and they're interested once they start hearing about it, and they may may not need a windshield right now. They may not need a windshield for five years. But when they need a windshield, they're going to come back to that conversation and be like, "Oh, you told me it was part of the airbag system. We told me it was, you know, part of the, the the structure of the vehicle in the event of a crash or a rollover." And they're going to come back to you just for that little two minute conversation that you had with somebody at a checkout register or you know wherever you were. And and then they're going to tell their friends about it and so forth. And that's how we're just getting the information out there. I don't think installers you know i don't think people in general talk about the importance of it
0: i agree i agree i think the importance of it's kind of brushed over and you know you do it all day long you might not want to talk about it when, when you get home uh, people come up and ask you questions you might not want to talk about it but if you can educate an educated populace is going to make better decisions than an uneducated one based on price if you educate that customer the importance of it They're going to look at that cheaper shop as like, well, why are they doing it so cheap? Maybe, maybe they don't know what the, what they're doing, you know? So let's go ahead and talk to this guy that took the time to educate me. Yeah, he's a little bit higher, but I have full confidence in that my vehicle is going to be right and I'm not going to have problems. And if I have problems, he's going to make it right. And he's going to figure out what has happened. If I have problems, I think that an educated populace, especially with our industry is what we need
1: no i agree and that's where you know educating yourself and continuing to learn and everything else you know that's that's something you can charge for is your knowledge um you know the industry is has run itself so far down on price by every trying to be five dollars cheaper or to you know to land that job well tell them why you're five dollars more you know tell them i'm using the the best adhesive i'm using a oe approved product i'm using this product for a reason um you know i'm following the guidelines of doing the the proper prep and cleaning procedures and, uh, you know, I, I, am a little bit more, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm passing on my, my, uh, education and my knowledge and, and I'm using my trade skills to do it correctly and you're not going to have a problem with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I have educated myself. Yes. I'm a little bit more because I've taken the time to invest in myself, to invest in your vehicle, to invest in your safety. So yeah, I'm a little bit more, but you're paying me, you're actually getting the benefit of all of this investment in this industry that I've, you know, and you're right. It has been from my understanding outside looking in that when it comes to pricing, a lot of people that's what they focus on. But even if you have a limited income resource, you will wait you not really wait. I don't think waits the right word I want to say.
1: It, everybody wants cheap, but nobody wants on. Nobody wants unsafe. Everybody wants cheap. nobody wants unsafe. Perfect. And that so is a perfect you way educate them on why you're this much more because I'm doing it according to the standard I'm doing all this they're going to spend 20 30 40 bucks to have their kids safe and know they're safe Perfect. so everybody wants cheap I want cheap but yeah. I don't want unsafe if it comes to something that's important you know you wouldn't you wouldn't want a seat belt that's cut in half because it's cheaper you mm-hmm. put in a new seat belt it's the same thing the airbag is there for retention to keep occupants in the car And, you know, keep objects out of the vehicle. And so if it's not done properly, people get hurt.
0: Okay. So, Cody, a guy or person is asking you, they're in the industry, they're on the fence about getting training, whether it be urethane or actually going, actually, let's, let's go with the schooling because you, you definitely, the urethane's free. So that's just people being lazy if they don't go get it they're on the fence about going to a class considering that you also was once a great instructor what would be your selling point to that person that's on the fence whether to send their technician to get that training or not
1: you know from from even teaching the classes and people coming in my boss sent me here i already know what i'm doing this is a waste of my time you know okay fine i'll give you your money back if if within the first day you 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 don't learn something new Mm -hmm. and i've never had one person know everything they always come back and say wow i didn't know that and i'm glad i'm here um you know uh, you know sending somebody that that even when i go to a training or go into a customer shop i don't know everything you know you can always learn something new whether it's an easier tool whether it's a different you know urethane product that's you know faster so you can do calibrations quicker um you know whatever you need to do there's 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 always knowledge to be had and I learned from technicians even still to this day of seeing them something different. Oh, I didn't know that trick. Um, so, you know, investing in, especially new technicians that, that want to get into the trade. Um, you know, you can't learn everything in a week, you know, these week or two week classes or, you know, however long they are, you're not going to learn everything, but you're going to get the knowledge to start off the right path. And then you're going to you know have to pick up and, and keep going and keep that, that education part of it. And then you at least know, what to look out for—that's right or wrong.
0: Yeah, and a lot of us, I, I, I get the criticism of you can't learn everything in a week. I get that because you know I agree with that. But it is an introduction to learning and keep learning and spark that want to keep learning as well because that is reinforced well, in, at every school.
1: You learn the, the the important information. You you learn the proper way to. Uh, you know, prep and clean a glass. You learn the proper way to, you know, decontaminate stuff because that's where problems come from is, is, is skipping the step there or not being as attentive to get contaminations off these parts and, and so forth. Um, are you going to learn how to remove a cowl off of every single vehicle ever made? No. You're going to have to learn when you go to that new car. Um, you know, there's there's some cool cars that I had the luxury of working on. I did the DeLorean from Universal Studios from Back to the Future, um, I didn't know how to do one, but I went in and did it. You have to learn, teach yourself, and, and learn from somebody else. And that's why go into these schools. I went through the NGA, I went through the Autoglass Academy with Equalizer, I went through Bob's AGU. I, you know, there, a lot of information similar, but there's always something new and a, a different tip or trick and information that you didn't know, no matter where you go or how long you've been doing it.
0: Every new model year that's released, we always have to learn how to take them apart. They might yep. be similar. But there might be a little thing different here and there. It's like, ah, oh, shit, there's a clip there. What the fuck they put that clip there for? Or, ah, oh, man, I can't believe that. Well, you never stop learning even as 20 years and 25 years in? 26 years in you've been in, Cody? twenty uh, twenty
1: 23, 23.
0: okay. Year. Okay, so 23 yeah. years. We still learn stuff. And it yeah. doesn't stop. These courses are to get you that base knowledge of back in my day. Now, you had the luxury of learning how to do it right we were thrown in a van for a week or a couple of days and then thrown out and like to the wolves. So that's why I think yep. this approach is better. It's a week of having someone explain to you that base knowledge. That way you right. can apply it when you go out and then you can start gathering those skills as you get more into
1: it. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, the classes at least give the foundation of, people that have taken the time to educate themselves and to, you know, be involved with these classes. Um, you know, there's a lot of instructors that are involved with, with all the classes out there. Um, but it's a a baseline for it where that, you know, the old, the old school approach is still fine if you have somebody within your own shop that knows the information, but learning from somebody who learned from somebody else who learned from somebody else, that's three generations of people doing it possibly incorrectly. Yeah. Because they didn't know they were doing it incorrectly because they learned from the guy that owned the shop when they started, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect, you know, myself included. So that's Mm -hmm. something where, you know, just there's at least a foundation there of proper preparation, proper removal, um, you know, proper application of of adhesives um, and so forth.
0: And the industry changed so much. It's not the same as it was in 78, 88, 98, 2008, 2018. You have to continue to move with the industry because the industry is not the same. So you got that guy that in 78, he learned how to do it from the guy that owned the shop. He went all the way through training these guys, but didn't encourage them to learn how to get better or do things differently. Well, this is the way it's always been done. Well, the industry is different now. We have better products. We have new training. We have different ways of doing it. So you need to grow and learn with the industry.
1: And that's, that's why products are always improving and, and, you know, changing, you know, we'd still be using butyl if we did it that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I would rather take a guy with three years of real life learning experience. He wants to learn. He wants to do better. He wants to change with the industry. than a guy that's been in the industry for 15 years with one year's experience, he's not changed anything Mm -hmm. because that guy is going to continue to do it wrong and continue to do it wrong because he doesn't want to grow with the industry. Well, that's
1: something that, that with my shops and, and, you know, we became successful. We did quite a bit of business in, in all up and down California. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would rather take, and and that's what I started doing is taking kids out of high school that were looking for a trade and, you know, starting them on winter repairs and training them myself, putting them through the urethane manufacturers class and, you know, building them up because you get somebody um, you know, not everybody not that everybody has bad habits, but you get somebody that doesn't know or isn't willing to change or start using a wire tool and they're, you know, I'm cold you know, cold knives kill the day I die type thing. You know, it's it's something that not a cold a cold knife isn't bad, but you just can't use them on every vehicle anymore. You know, there's gonna become come a time where you can't use them. You can't use a wire tool on you know, if a deer hits a window, you you can't you know, there's some tools out there now that, you know, uh what Rolodeck put theirs out that don't stick to the window, but most of them stick to a window. You know, there's 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 always something new to learn or see or different and there's not there's not one right answer for everything
0: yeah absolutely so we're coming up on 55 minutes um let me rehash these points for people that have uh been listening this 55 minutes is agsc is one good thing to get involved with um urethane manufacturer certification slash training is extremely good to get involved with investing in yourself going through a class some sort of schooling is extremely important and you have two cody more so than myself very knowledgeable people of the industry that support these and we have both attended these classes we've taught these classes we're part of the agsc we're part of wanting these urethane manufacturers to keep doing what they're doing to offering these things for us so, I mean, if you get anything from this show, it's better yourself by investing in yourself. Correct.
1: Correct. All right. Well,
0: never, never any, stop learning. Absolutely. Do you have any parting words for our lovely listeners, please?
1: Uh, I think so. Thanks for taking the time and uh, you know listening to this. If you listen all the way through, um, you know my name's Cody Allen, and I cover the state of Texas for Dupont Urethanes. Feel free to reach out anytime. Be glad to come out. Um, Even if you're not within Texas, you can give me a call if you have questions on uh, urethane, glass stuff, anything. Um, Cell phone number is 512-547-9240. And uh, happy to help any way I can, even if it's not urethane related. uh, Feel free to reach out.
0: And you are always welcome to come back on and talk about whatever you want to talk about. We can get into funny stories. We can get into laying some more knowledge. Um, I just want to thank you for being my friend and being that beacon of light that got me to where I am today.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. And you know, one thing I'll throw out there for a, a future show, and we can we can do it. And uh, I've always wanted to do, but I want to go back and have a, a uh, best of the best auto glass week. And let's get uh, Jeff Olive, Joe Strada, myself, Jason Horn, Jason Martin, you, Mackenzie. Let's get everybody back out there and compete against each other.
0: Dude, I'll would that up. be not awesome? Like you just have for, just, just for fun,
1: just a, for fun,
0: just one round demonstration in the middle of the show, just. Boom. This is the best of the best. I just went Mike Tyson there. This is the best of the best. This is where it's at. Let's do it. Oh, man. We can I'm even, on board. I'm on board. Even,
1: we can even do teams or whatever.
0: So. Oh, dude. Could you imagine that? Like, you pair up with a team. You register for it as a team. And you go out there. And it's for pure entertainment purposes only. And you're scored, obviously. And you get some sort of award just to make it worthwhile. But... It's for information and and just, God, that would be so cool. I'm going
1: to mention that to some people. It, it'd have to be, uh, we have to custom fabricate our own part. It's got to be an old gasket set or something. No, I'm just kidding. But, oh, I mean, dude, I, would I'm that be awesome? Because we've always wanted to, like, you know, I wish I w- could, could, could compete against Joe Estrada or Jason Horn or, you know, the people that have won it before me or after me. Um, you know, we, you, you see these other people and you're like, man, I wish I could go out and see if I could still have it or whatever. So. I just think it would be a, a fun event to have. It would be something. So, and I think all we'll, the we'll champions.
0: I think all the champions would be up for that.
1: Like, oh, I think so too. This
0: is what's up. And even if it's not the AGSC, if a a uh, distributor wants to host the best of the best of the guys, and we come out and we do it at a distributor somewhere, that would even be cool. Like. Dude, that's awesome! I'm pumped. I'm pumped now. You just do this, yeah. You know, because I actually kind
1: of you're excited about it again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd kind of (laughs) given. I'd kind of given up on the idea of competing because, well, you know, it took me four years. I got it done. Now I'm ready to move on to something else. But coming out against the legendary names, like you're you're ready to to come out and do it again. This is yeah. I'm down for that. Anybody listening who could help orchestrate that get a hold of me or Cody and uh we'll see about maybe making that happen sometime in the near future. Let's do it. Let's do it, buddy. All right, hey, thank you for all your time and uh I do appreciate you. Hang on one second. Thank you. Okay, I hope everybody liked that show. This that was Cody Allen. Um he is a amazing guest, amazing person. Uh He has influenced my life. We all know it. You know, today's Put Him on a Glass podcast is brought to you by Kaizen Glass Solutions. KaizenGlassSolutions.com. They handle all your training. They're right there in Hodo, Texas. They do some traveling to you. Um, They got a really cool uh, color scheme with that black and purple. It looks pretty dope. It uh, kicks it back to the days of like, uh, you know, early 90s freaking motocross for me. And I love it. I love it. So thank you for listening. And this has been... Put them on a glass podcast.